All right, honey, we're ready for a microphone test. So my cock is as big as a fish can swim. I hope to find out tomorrow night after being released from the doctor tomorrow. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Away we go. It's another episode of Erotic Awakening in the morning. With a big cup of coffee. Yes, apparently <laughs> pl- uh, planning an event leads us to not have the kind of time we normally have, so we've switched to the morning routine of recording. Exactly. So, and what's what's this time that we usually have that you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a unicorn. <laughs> it is. It's a mystical creature. It is. Um, and so this leads us to a variety of things to talk about, including, so today's episode is a theme of, of the power exchange, and specifically we're going to talk a lot about the growth of relationships, the growth of people mm-hmm. as a result of power exchange relationships. Yes. Not just, I mean, obviously the relationship itself grows, but mm-hmm. we as individuals, and that should be part of a relationship, right? Is not only the growth of the relationship, but the growth of the individual as well. Right. We will get there. We had some feedback about um, uh, someone who said that they really enjoy the authentic power exchange podcast that we do. Mm-hmm. And um, We've, I've actually had a couple of feedbacks from different people that um, are very happy that we do this and very happy that we're open and honest with where we used to be as people and where we are now and just how reading about it and listening to it's really helped them out mm-hmm. so and that uh they realize they're not the only ones in that sort of space as as they grow right and and as i've recently as you're well aware have picked up a new person under my collar mm-hmm. at least at the moment under a temporary provision yes we'll see how it goes but growth becomes the focus of that aspect of the relationship. Very interesting that one of the differences that I see between a master-slave relationship and a pet owner, or I'm sorry, a property owner relationship, Mm -hmm. is how important is growth in the relationship. We talked about that in one of our local recent MS chats. We did. So, and that was actually, uh, we had the MS chat on Sunday. Love the chats. I love to be able to talk to people in person you know when i talk online i can't see facial expressions i can't see body language you know i can't see that somebody has something to say but seems to not be able to get it out and um you know we talked about this topic about what how we've grown as people in our power exchange relationships among other things among Um, other things and as you mentioned and we talked about this not too long ago on the podcast as well we have a um a group in Sweden that's putting together a local power exchange mm-hmm. chat. And I tell you, if you're in a power exchange relationship, the jumping on the fet life and sharing thoughts and beliefs and all that is fine. Um, but 
there's also I mean, just the, the opportunity to sit with real people and have real conversations so, is so powerful. Yes. Um, I recently got on FetLife and said, hey, who are the most influential power exchange bloggers? Mm-hmm. And somebody responded by saying, well, Jay Wiseman and Jack Ranella and um, uh, Bob Rubel comes mm-hmm. to mind. Right. And I responded by saying, well, yeah, yeah, these guys are influential authors, but blogging in itself is a style of communication nowadays. People identify as a job role of bloggers. Right. And um, it just became an argument about technology. And the whole idea of whatever my question initially was got shot to hell. So FetLife, that's fine. Real life, much better. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And we had a traveling guest. Oh, we so, did? Yeah. So she was traveling from The Claw in Cleveland, mm-hmm. which is um, very... I've been to one, and, and it's really a different experience. So it is a more of a gay male leather sort of atmosphere but even going as a woman I didn't feel out of place or anything like that it actually felt kind of homey with a couple of hundred gay leathermen and mm-hmm. the vendors are definitely different <laughs> it's more on clothing and harnesses and chaps and all that fun stuff so but um so she came through on her way from uh Cleveland to her hometown in a different state mm-hmm. and um, so we got to chit chat with her and get her opinion on some of the topics as well yep. and it was neat that this chat had totally different people from the last right. chat right so it's kind of neat how that works out so even though we only have like eight people at a time which is nice and intimate I mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. they're like different people yeah that was time. kind of interesting so, that led me to think is everyone's schedules that wacky or did the eight people from our last chat go, oh, I'm not going back to that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, but that was fun. Now, not to say that only real life experiences are valid. We have a variety of cyber experiences. Uh, for example, the EA podcast, right? That Absolutely. That is a, an electronic, it's an online experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old Twitter. We recently had uh, a tweet from Dark Angel. Who we did. is trying to get his Twitter thing going I guess mm-hmm. um, so that's you know people use the old Twitter to communicate um, and then of course they use the satellite radio as well see that's oh, kind yeah. of a lead oh, into that plug nice little I guess. segue thank you, thank you very much so we did do that a couple of Friday nights ago and that is always very interesting and what I found interesting about it so it's a serious XM satellite radio mm-hmm. and it's the Playboy station and um, so we were on there as a Kink U, so Kink University, and we're trying to answer some kinky questions from people that call in. And it was pretty neat because Ann's Toy called in, who's a podcast listener. Mm-hmm. And who else was there? Oh, Andrew from Canada. <laughs> and um, then we had an EA listener. Did you say she was from Houston? Yes. So um, we had a, another caller call in. And they had some great questions, but do you know what I find interesting? What's that? Is that on that radio station, what we consider kinky, we're talking flogging and fisting and, you know, all that other kinky stuff. But most of our callers, except those few EA listeners, most of our callers call in and talk about the sneaky blowjob. Yes. (laughs) So, and still consider that kinky. And that's when I feel really jaded. You know, I'm way out here, wah, fisting and blah, blah, blah. And 
the sneaky blowjob. Yes. Which can still be hot. Which is hot. Um, and obviously, oh, the, you know, yeah. kink, kinky <laughs> is in the eye of the beholder. Absolutely. You've got to start somewhere. So cool. But that was a lot of fun. But uh, uh, thanks to our EA listeners that called in with some, some really good questions. So I know we went from sneaky blowjobs to uh, Anne's toy saying, um, my mistress likes to tie me to the rafters and beat me. <laughs> beat my balls, specifically. Beat my ba- yeah. Yes. So is that okay? And we're like, do you enjoy it? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Can we watch? <laughs> Uh, there will be a lot of uh, tying of people up and beating them in a variety of ways this weekend coming up. I understand that you are on your way out to uh, the uh, Cinco de Mayo in yes. Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, Cinco de Mayo. So I love this event. And it's got the whole Cinco de Mayo theme. And they'll have a street fair Friday night. and uh, Not actually on the street. It'll be in the dungeon. But, you know, it's a lot of party atmosphere. So a lot of fun at that event. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, May is actually starting off for you with the Cinco de Mayo. A pretty busy month in general, but not our normal busy stuff. It's different kinds of stuff we have going on. It is. For example, the Eros Gathering on May 7th, for those that live in the central Ohio area, mm-hmm. uh, that's a, uh, a thing that you run that's a little more focused on the erotic versus yes. just the kinky. Yes. So it's very much got a sacred sexuality theme. Um, we found that uh, a lot of people are interested in the path of the Kadishti, which was another course we created. But um, some of our students took it over when we started running out of time. But people were still craving it. So they took it out. So Cleveland, Chicago, mm-hmm. Toronto, things like that. And we've still got some local people that are very interested in the sacred sexuality concept. So we started Eros Gathering, and it's pretty much... Um, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, because sacred sexuality is such a huge umbrella term. So, And then this month, we are bringing in Barak and Sheba. And a lot of people don't know, but they actually have a very heavy background in energy work and things like that. So they are going to come in and teach us how to manipulate sexual energy. So this is one of those things mm. about that... Um growth of a person mm-hmm. in your personal growth for example in that you'll be you'll be teaching the kundalini spiral workshop on the 22nd you'll right. be doing you know you've set up the eros gathering and that's really something we both do together but yes. you're driving that along um you have allowed been allowed to express yourself in a variety of ways as a personal growth it's so funny when you try and explain it to people that as my slave Mm-hmm. You've gotten very empowered. Oh, absolutely. So, and it is hard to explain. Um, very empowered, and oh man, yeah, trying to put it into words. And it's it's like I don't know. When I was in relationships that involved power struggle, the focus seemed to be on the power struggle instead of actually developing myself as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, and with a power exchange relationship. I know where I fit, mm-hmm. and having my focus on taking care of you actually allows me to take care of me, too. I think part of it, though, is that the foundation, the safety, right? If I go yes. explore, I have a safe place. That's, you know, I have someone that's going to keep me safe. Mm-hmm. You know, um, When I go out and do something, it's okay if it doesn't go well. 
right. because I have a solid foundation at home. Right. I would say for you personally, by the way, the first point of that I recall of significant leaping from the nest, you know, yeah. where you began to express your own path, right? So we came from this background of relationships where you were what needed to be who you were in that relationship because mm-hmm. it was a power struggle relationship. It was your standard um, dysfunctional relationship. And mm-hmm. it died. Mm-hmm. And as you became part of the power exchange relationship and part of our life and part of my life and become became empowered and learned some skills like being able to trust and being able to trust yourself and your own instincts that it was okay for you to grow and mm-hmm. express yourself. I think the first major step on that was when I told you to leave and go to clergy school. I knew you were going to pick that. So, because that was, I was terrified, and I even had somebody to go with for my spiritual group. She mm-hmm. was the one that was going and said, hey, go with me. And I was like, you know, I don't know that I'm ready for this. And um, you said, uh, slave, <laughs> I would like it if you would go. Slave, are you going? <laughs> Have you packed yet? <laughs> I think I was a little more um, assertive than that, actually. (laughs) The the reality is, as you, and we'll talk about you for a little bit, um, have, it's, it's, you're right, it's a very difficult concept to express Mm -hmm. that through your service to me, you've allowed yourself to become this empowered person that's allowed, you know, willing to look in the mirror and say, what do I need for me? Mm-hmm. And there's never a point where your needs for growth are getting in the way of our needs for the relationship. And that's the really interesting bit. It's like the needs of the relationship fuel the needs of the human being, the needs of the personal growth. You know, uh, 11, 12 years ago, we'd never have thought about putting together something like Power Exchange Summit, where we're bringing the entire well, the, the, at this point, the international, international yeah. power exchange community, and we mean that quite literally. I don't want to give away where the farthest person is from <laughs> yet. Uh, definitely from overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll leave that so as maybe it is. we should say so people can be in competition. But we never would have thought about putting together an event like that. I mean, it would never mm-hmm. occurred to us until we were, you know, because we had a lot of growing to do personally, both as a, so it's really interesting to see that the, the, there's the unit, the us that has to grow, but we as individuals have to grow. You were certainly coming into this relationship um, with a lower self-esteem than you have now. You know, there's one of the huge things is the self-esteem that you have grown as a result of being my slave. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think that I'm part of that. Absolutely. And that by, you know, continually being. So here's the neat part. Right. We have our designated roles in the relationship and you're continually successful in your role. Mm-hmm. And when you're not successful, you're corrected so that you have the opportunity to be successful. Right. Yes. In a non power in a standard dysfunction. I don't want to say just any old non Power yeah, exchange we, relationship. Right, because we know a couple non-powers that are actually really sure. healthy. But in a non, in a dysfunctional relationship, mm-hmm. you're, you can fuck up left and right, and all you do is you, have, you get yelled at for screwing up, you right. get yelled at for being wrong, or you get the silent treatment for doing something unpleasing. Right. But you never get led to the part of, here's what's wrong. Here's what would make me happy. 
right. adjust to do it this way and the communication that comes back from that, you know? So, well, in the dysfunctional relationships, it always felt like I was being set up for failure. Mm. And I was probably setting him up for failure too. You know, you had that, that, that whole dynamic in there. So, and um, with this one, with this relationship, it is. It's about setting people up for empowerment. You know, because that does help the relationship when each person is empowered. And it's a learning process, actually, to totally flip that around and to put another person's needs first. It, it, can, it can be a little challenging, especially when you're coming from um, a background like mine that's got a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very, very hard to shift that whole concept. And one of the things that I put on my needs and wants and desires list when we first got started is very important to me. And that's the whole, I need you to be proud of me. I need you to be proud of me and what I do. I also need to be proud of me and what I do. So, and when I'm proud of me, I know it's something that you're going to be proud of me of. And, and it ends up feeding the relationship. And, oh my God, I mean, look at how much we've accomplished just by having this style of relationship and involving the trust that's involved in it. And involving, oh, I've been talking a lot lately about transparency. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole transparency that's involved and sharing your whole self with another person, you know, and to me, to be owned and to have a master, they have to know everything about me. So I have to be transparent right? and be accepted for the the light and the dark. (laughs) So, and because of all of that, it's just been very powerful, very empowering. It's funny to me how hard it is to talk about the personal relationship growth without talking about the growth of the relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Now, the, for myself, the growth is a result of, uh, you know, it, it's as I become my authentic self, as I allow myself to be who I naturally am, and I continually, did, which is a master in mm-hmm. a power exchange relationship, right, and a leader in a relationship, right? So, the power exchange allows me to identify as a leader in the relationship, where in previous relationships, I wasn't allowed to be the leader, right? right. I was allowed to be the, uh, like a business partner, mm-hmm. right? Which is okay, but I find it rather frustrating to say, you know, if somebody, <clears throat> if we get to the point of, should we get a blue curtain or a red curtain for the, for the bedroom? Right. I don't want to spend 20 minutes hodgepodging back and forth and negotiating and trying to come up with a strategy and a philosophy on the whole thing. Make a decision, right? And I'll tell you in my head what looks best. And, or I get the right to say, I don't care. Right. And it's not accepted as a, it's just pick. Oh, right. it does drive you crazy when I start going pros and cons and you're like, it's blue. And I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> and we just did this. I like that. <laughs> We just did this with a, a decision about something going on. And it was like, there was a, it was on the list to talk about what we should do. And right. we talked about it for a little while. And then we stopped talking about it. And then we, I came back. I saw it was still on my list. I said, here, we're doing A. Mm-hmm. Psh, done. Right. You know? Um, it's not being overbearing. And it's not um, cultivating your inner asshole. It's a matter of leadership, right? Right. There's a, there's, and... Having the people that you lead trust you so that when I say, and here's the the big challenge for you, was that when I say I don't care, Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is 
I don't care. Exactly. Oh my God, I had to learn that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what's really funny though is that I've always been a leader as well, mm -hmm. right? Um, even even in the past relationships, even as a teenager, whatever, I led a lot of stuff. I start groups, I lead groups, uh, the spiritual thing and stuff like that. So I still have that ability, but you are like the final leader. You're you're like the top leader. So you lead. You're you're like the umbrella. Right. You, you lead everything over everything I do, you do, we do. So to make sure that it's all in conjunction with what our goal is in the relationship. If you want to view it as a business sort of thing, you're the manager of multiple departments. You're actually, you wear many managers' hats. You're the manager of the household department. You're the manager of the, uh, the new space that we have. Uh -huh. You're the manager of laundry department. Ha uh ha. -huh. Not all <laughs> glory. <cat> litter. <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, a lot of stuff that's, you know, very significant to the well-being of our house. It's not all cat litter and laundry. Right. Um, it's also trip scheduling and vacation scheduling. Yeah, our, our and, whole presenting yay. thing, right? Which is mm -hmm. a huge part of what we do for our enjoyment of life. You know, I might reach out and say, hey, Twisted Trist, we'd like to come out and present for you. Or right. they might reach out to me and say, hey, Dan and Dawn, we'd love to have you guys come out and present. Uh -huh. Once we get to that point where I've made a decision, yep, we can do that. You have this list of 100 things that needs to be done for that to be successful, right? I put on my super manager cape. You do. <laughs> um, and as a side note, by the way, when you go to pick a presenter, they, I hope that they are doing a lot of shit in the background. I hope that they show up prepared and ready to rock because mm -hmm. we've seen... Some really wonderfully skilled presenters that don't manage it very well. Right. And we've seen some very horrible presenters show up and have a negative effect on, the, on an event. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> so, but, so that's your role. And I also mm -hmm. manage a few things as well. Right? right. But my role is also the director. Yes. All the managers have to report to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as long as everything's operating well, mm -hmm. I can just keep my mouth quiet. And, you know, I expect you every once in a while to come and check in with me. Hey, the, you know, I'll, I'll ask you, are we all set to go next weekend, two weekends from now? We'll be in Chicago presenting something, yes. right? I don't have to even ask you. I know that there's going to be directions. The presentation we do is going to be printed and in your little notebook. Mm-hmm. And if I do ask, it's not a big deal. It's just a, hey, you know, I haven't heard you say anything about this, or are we going to go a day early to do so-and-so? But I know it's all taken care of. Mm -hmm. That's my role. So we're coming back to the power exchange aspect of it. You are continually empowered to make decisions. Yes. To do things. And the powerful part for you is there are times where you say, oh, boy, I bought blue curtains. And I'll say... Yeah, I don't like the blue in here. Go get red instead. Take mm -hmm. those back and get red. And it becomes not a big deal. It's not a you've been bad or you've done wrong. Right. We've cultivated the sense of you 80% of the time, 90% of the time, know my will without me speaking it. Mm-hmm. When you guess wrong, it's a matter of, huh, and you go make the correction. And right. it's just not a big deal. And... <clears throat> Just to ramble a little further, one of the things that we had mentioned earlier that, um, so the new submissive in our life is named Bat. Mm -hmm. Hello, Bats, if you're listening. <laughs> Be good. Um, that one of the things I said was, you know, if 
I, I can write a very short, concise email that it conveys everything I want it to say. And there's never anything between the lines. So if you write me and you say, uh, sir, on Tuesday, I was going to go out with Johnny and we're going to go see a movie. And I thought maybe you wanted to see that movie. So I'm feeling a little funny about it. And then we might go make out afterwards, but I don't think there's going to be any hanky panky and this might mean this. And what about this? Mm-hmm. With my response, you know, when I say, I don't care about that movie, go see it. Right. Doesn't mean anything except for, I don't care about that movie and you should go see it. Right. And one of the things that I've having, and so here's where the first aspect of her growth as a new person to power exchange, <clears throat> not just new to my collar, but she's new to power exchange in general, mm-hmm. is the understanding. One of the first lessons I had to give her was, if I say this what I mean is this. Right. And although maybe all the relationships you've had in the past, you've had to think it and wonder about the words between the words. Mm-hmm. I have no hidden messages. There's no hidden messages, and it's not a test. Right. It's not a test. If, if he says, go to the movie, you can't make a wrong choice. You know? Go to the movie <clears throat> if you want right. to go to the movie. So that is actually a very hard lesson to learn when you're from a power struggle relationship. Because like I said, you're always being set up to fail, you know? Okay, go to the movie. Yeah, that's right. Go to the movie. And then if you go to the movie, you come back and they're like, wait a minute. You were supposed to know, you know? I like the honesty and the trust. I mean, that's just one of the things that we developed in our relationship. Because I can trust you and I know that when you say that, that's what you mean. Again, empowered. Mm-hmm. You know, I can go make decisions and the decisions that I make, I know are a reflection on you. And I have so much respect for you that I wouldn't want to do anything that would look bad for you or our house. So, and that's very empowering as well. You know, it kind of gives me a little guidance. I like having the structure and the guidance and that's yeah, just very powerful stuff. You know, and the, the aspects of the house um, mm-hmm. are interesting as well. We should probably... All right, so let me split in here. I'm gonna, we do have a sponsor <laughs> that I need to mention sponsor, really quickly. And we can talk and talk and talk. The coffee must be kicking in. Yes. Um, I do want to mention that Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's Kinky Fun Group. Coming up at AIS is the AIS... Korg Rope Group mm-hmm. on Sunday, May 13th at from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. A $5 donation is requested. Dawn, where is that happening? That is actually going to be at the new space, the Columbus Insight Center. So um, we are actually hosting a couple of groups there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And thank you, uh, Beric of Adventures in Sexuality, for the tentacle pics that are... Oh, and I put those up on the website. Oh, yeah? Yes. There's Yay. four new pictures up there of the uh, mm. same scene mm-hmm. up on the uh, Erotic Awakening website right I finally now. figured out it was a figurine because her skin was really, really shiny. I thought she was covered in... Um, Vaseline. <laughs> Other than that, I do want to mention before we get back to our topic real quick, you can tell us what to talk about by writing us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Indeed. Or on FetLife, you can write us. We have a group called Erotic Awakening, two words. 
And there's other ways to contact us as well as where to see where we will be presenting past podcast episodes and all the other stuff at www.eroticawakening.com. Or find us on Twitter, Dan and Dawn, one word. Not to mention you can rate us on iTunes, tweet about us, or like us on Facebook. Dawn, did you know that currently (laughs) the podcast... My cock's like a fish. Gets Yay! more ratings than we do. Don't <laughs> yay about that. Good. That's terrible. Well, I like that. My cock is like a fish. Yay, swimming up the... T- oh. <laughs> I don't know what that means, actually. But do uh, go rate us on iTunes Absolutely. over podcast listeners. Um, so, um, one of the things... <clears throat> excuse me. Go ahead. I was actually going to pop in if we were going to talk about growth in the relationship We again. are, we are. Because one of the things for you, which I wouldn't mind uh, hearing you talk about a little bit more, is when um, you came into our relationship, one of the things that you promised was taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I promised to surrender, and you promised to take responsibility for the relationship and um, being tender with the surrender. Is that the right word? No, but it's sweet sounding. Yeah, cherishing <laughs> yeah. the surrender. So, and realizing how hard surrender can be. Um, I know I've mentioned it a couple of times. I come with past baggage. Mm-hmm. Surrendering <clears throat> can be very difficult for me. And But like I said, also the most healing thing I've ever done to trust someone enough to surrender and you promised to take on that responsibility so how has that helped you in your growth well you know I too would say that I came to the relationship with some per se baggage mm-hmm. um, in that well really how learning to survive in a dysfunctional relationship the, the way that I was raised in relationships were supposed to work didn't work for a power exchange, but it didn't work for me as a human being. Right. Not to mention, as some podcast listeners may know, that in my uh, youth, I was quite the enthusiastic uh, user of illegal substances. <laughs> Just slightly. <clears throat> and that really <laughs> leads to a direction of selfishness, right? Of taking care of yourself first, making sure you have that next hit, that next, you know, that you've got the buzz going that you need to that you're looking for. Um, and in general, I was a very selfish person. So coming into our relationship, you would think that, oh, now you're the master of a relationship. That's even more opportunity to be selfish. But really being a uh, leader in a power exchange relationship requires some level of selflessness and some level of, and, and I pointed this out to the new submissive bat recently. I said, you know, this is my calendar. And you're asking for time from it. My calendar is very, very busy. Uh, we mentioned this in the power exchange chat we had last Sunday. How you know one of the uh, submissives there was sharing that she didn't want to be a burden for her master. And I said, "You are a burden for your master. That's your job. And the job of a master or mistress or leader in a power exchange relationship is to accept that burden and act on it and work with it and do something with it." I don't want you to come to me with every little penny putty thing, but I do want you, and for our Swedish listeners, that I made those words up. <laughs> for our English listeners, also, I made those words up. Um, but I do want you to, you know, if you feel a certain way, if you're uh, unclear on something, I would do want you to bring that to me. That's my job to lead. So your 
devaluing the relationship if you're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable with those things that feel burdensome to you, you know? And if I say, hey, this isn't my realm, I don't care, go fix it yourself, I'm perfectly willing to do that. But if it's something that I want to adjust, I want to touch, I want to drive and navigate, I, you know, you have to give me that opportunity to do that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Boy, I tell you, that morning throat. <laughs> um, so the growth for me in the relationship has been about accepting that mantle of responsibility. Um, and, you know, that's been really huge for me to accept responsibility, not only for another human being, but for the relationship itself. And it forces me to look at my own shit. One of the things that we talk about is I'm not allowed to wallow in anger and self-pity. Mm-hmm. I've got a relationship to run. I'll spend a little bit of time there. <laughs> um, but it, at some point, I have found, you know, when I'm in my own shit, at some point, the thought comes to me, look, man, you are a, a leader in a relationship. You're a master. Act like it. Get out mm-hmm. of your shit and start leading. And it forces you to look in the mirror and get yourself fixed up and pick yourself up a little bit faster and dust yourself off and get going again. You know, uh, there's been all kinds of personal, you know, just personal growth things like going to the gym mm-hmm. that are a result of our power exchange relationship that I've said, hey, I've got a, you know, I've got responsibilities here, um, things I have to take care of. And, you know, that's part of the growth as well. Um, it's been a fascinating journey of continu- continually ju- juggling self-growth and the relationship growth in such a way that one doesn't conflict with the other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it causes continual growth in you when I do things that are focused on me. And that's been very strange to figure out that if I go off on a three-day Buddhist retreat and no communication, no Twitter, no phone, no right. IM, where obviously if, if something comes up during that time, that normally you would say, Master, I seek your direction on how to handle this unusual situation. Right. Where I've said, I, I'm not there. Go work it out. I always, because of the level of our relationship, I'll always have a standby master, somebody that I respect and trust. Master Sherry comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I'll say, look, if something is really funky and you need this capital letter type right. to be involved, this is the person you go to. But you don't need that. Mm-mm. Things don't get that funky that you have to Knock have that. <laughs> no shit. So far, right? Mm-hmm. Because you are an empowered human being capable of taking care of yourself and taking care of the house in my absence. One of the things that we realized, and probably this is where the, all this growth has led to, to me, that the end state is that there's been this, when you and I first started this relationship, you needed to be my slave. Yes. And I needed to be your master. Yes. Right? That's what we needed to do to grow as to human grow beings. To grow as humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of things that needed to be adjusted and taken care of and fixed. And we were both probably somewhat codependent in the m- beginning of the relationship. Those roles were essential for us to break free of the habitual patterns that we were in. Mm-hmm. And I would say, and I've said this for a few years now, that you no longer need to be my slave. You want to be my I slave. I want to be. I desire to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So, and, um, you know, but we recognize that at the beginning of the relationship. That's something that was a little different and that we were very aware that, um, I mean, I can remember being in a McDonald's parking lot saying, you know, do you think we're a little codependent? I'm kind of worried about, you know, what's going on here and I don't want to fall into that sort of trap. And, you know, and we looked at it and we're like, okay, maybe a little bit, but you know what? That's what's needed for right now. It won't always be. 
Right. So we were kind of very aware of what was going on, which is great because otherwise it can take control and you don't even know it. So, but um, no, I don't need to be your slave now. I absolutely want to be though. So this is, this is where my my power comes from. My, this is where I feel most centered. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is where I feel most centered. Really amazing to think of. Um... You know, obviously, we're very proud of our relationship. I think that's clear. I think we're proud of the Power Exchange Summit, uh, an event intended for people in power mm-hmm. exchange relationships, um, and and the, the many many other things that we've accomplished so far. I'm just curious, ten years from now, wow. I don't know, but you know what? I'm actually, wow, I almost pounded my iPad thinking it was a piece of paper. That would be bad. (laughs) But um, I'm actually in a course right now in college called Personal Development. And it's really, really neat to see um, some people who are just starting their journeys and trying to figure out who they are. And then me, where I'm at, and basically what I'm doing is validating where I'm at. So where are we going to be in 10 years? I don't know, but there's a... I got a feeling this is definitely going to be part of it. So, oh, I, but what's I left? About that. What's left? We're presenting, we're writing. You know what? I don't need the challenge to the universe. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe we'll actually be vacationing. I was going to say, if you want to know what's left, <laughs> I can show you the list of books that we still want to write. That's true. Places we still want to present. And events we still want to put together. Yes, and yes. yes. So we have plenty to do. Uh, let's do you know what though what's that I almost forgot I'm actually going to be going through some growth this weekend though do you realize that no what's this weekend I'm doing something new this weekend I mean we talked about Kinko de Mayo oh right 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 so I'm going to Kinko de Mayo but this is the first event I'm going to that has a play party I mean I've been to leather leadership conference but it's it hasn't had a play party before by myself but this is the first event i'm going to by myself that has a play party and i'm taking your new submissive who has never (laughs) been to an event at all yeah so this is going to be interesting and that's you know that's another whole aspect and we'll save that for another podcast but Mm -hmm. the whole aspect of your growth in that being the the first girl Mm -hmm. being the uh the mentor to the other people that i bring into a power exchange relationship and and the fact that we're bringing other people in i mean there's a Mm -hmm. whole new slew of growth stuff there we'll save that for another podcast okay i think we've yeah yeah chattered a lot this morning i feel like a little chipmunk (laughs) (laughs) let's do the end bump yes sir Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Join Adventures in Sexuality whenever you're in the Central Ohio area because they do all the fun stuff. Yay! Want to have your product, event, charity, or service as the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners around the world. What a bargain. And literally around the world. We've got Sweden and Germany and that other place I can't pronounce and, and Australia. and you know. It's- I can't think of a way to say uh, we will take over the world without an accent that's going to offend some of our listeners. I know. but and, I th- and it's a very good. I think of Pinky in the Brain. Very so maybe good. If you can Thank guess. you. <laughs> so contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. <laughs> Pinky in the brain. <laughs> Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. <laughs> <laughs>